to look a lot more like Christmas everywhere we go. You know that song that says uh, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, but we as people of God know that every day the Lord sends, amen, is Christmas Day, amen, uh, not in terms of all of the visible, tangible gifts and those things, but just in the spirit realm and how the Lord is present with us, amen, and how he continues to reveal himself, how he continues to show himself stronger to us on a daily basis. So God is a good God, amen, hallelujah. Every day is Christmas, hallelujah, glory be to God. Well, as we go to the word of God on this morning, amen, uh, I'm going to read a passage from the word of God, amen, and that begins in the book of Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Page 1229, if you have that. St. Matthew, chapter 1, verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with the child of the Holy Ghost. Now, exactly 18 days from today, we will be celebrating, as you all know, uh, unless you've been off the planet somewhere, we will be celebrating the traditional birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So the question is, is, is this, uh, how many of you have made your Christmas list? Anybody made their Christmas list? Well, yeah, I mean, if, if, if you're like me, I have no idea. And I'm not talking about in terms of, you know, a Christmas lift, list of, 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 of things that we desire from the Lord in terms of, you know, gifts and those things and, the, and the, uh, you know, the way that we exchange gifts with one another and we bless people and, and, and we, we bestow upon them, uh, you know, many tangible things, uh, not only for us, but for those things for other people as well. But, uh, you know, and I'm quite surprised by that. So if you have not yet started your Christmas list and, or made your Christmas list, if not, why not? Well, how many of you really started shopping for your Christmas gifts yet? Or have you just been window shopping? Everybody, put your hands up. Put the left hand up. Put your right hand up. Put them both up. There, there we go. I just want to make sure. Okay. All right. You, know, you do know how to do that, right? Everybody knows how to do that, all right? Okay, just make it sure here. Get the blood circulation. They're like that, too. They just kind of get that blood circulating a little bit, all right? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Well, I haven't, well, we've done a little bit of Christmas shopping, haven't really done any window shopping, uh, um, but, you know, we're getting closer and time is winding up, so we only have exactly 19 days left from today. I think I said 18 before, but it's really 19 days. All right. But on today, for all of you that have not yet started your Christmas list, your Christmas, it sounds like I said that with a lisp, didn't it? Well, I don't know why that would be. I don't have a lisp. So for those of you that have not yet started your Christmas list, I have a list of things here that I believe everybody should have. Is that all right? Yeah. Now, let me put your mind at ease here just a little bit. Now, I don't, I don't want you to get concerned and worry about that. Don't worry about that. 
anything because these gifts really won't cost you anything. They won't cost you a penny. Now, isn't that good news, everybody? Put your hands up. Throw your hands up. It's a stick up. Amen. Hallelujah. If you like free, it won't cost you anything. So this list is for everybody. But I believe that this list of, of, of things and, and, and gifts, they're so valuable to you that you're going to want to hold on to this list and use them well into eternity. So I want you to get your pencil and, and make your list. And if you have to check it twice and do all of those things, that's okay too. So then, are we ready for the list? Yes. We sure we're ready for the list. All right, hallelujah, glory be to God. Well, this first gift, let me just read the scripture again. Now the birth of Jesus was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Now this first gift that I have on my list for you and that should be on your list is the gift of faith, F-A-I-T-H. That is a gift that all of us as people of God, we should be operating in that gift of faith at all times. The gift of faith. Specifically, the kind of faith that both Mary and Joseph had. So as I read the word of God, I see the, how they accepted God's word, how Mary and Joseph accepted God's word by faith. I think we could do well to just accept God's word by faith, no matter what your name may be, people of God. So let me give you a little background. So now here was Mary. She was a virgin girl. And she was told by the angel of God that she, out of all the Hebrew women, the Jewish women of all time, would be the one who would be chosen of the Lord to bear the Messiah. Wow, can you imagine that? Whew. You know, and as I was thinking about that, and I just, of all of the people that were on the planet at that time, how God chose Mary specifically. Can you just imagine being told that? But yet, Mary, because of her faith, because of her mindset, she had the faith in God that it took to simply believe God and to take God at his word. You know, first of all, it might appear to be a monumental task. But she just believed God and took God at his word. And then she immediately, she submitted herself to what God wanted her to do. And she said, Lord, if that is what you want for me, that I am honored above all women. That should be our cry. That should be our, our, our statement. Lord, if this is what you want for me, I will be honored above all other people, not only in that, but I mean in the simple, the most minute things of God in our daily walk of faith with God is to say, Lord, if this is what your plan and purpose for me for this day is, I will be honored to walk by faith 
and not by sight. Amen, somebody. So then I want us to think about the faith of Joseph as I thought about him. And this man had been engaged to marry. And now this angel comes to him and very quietly, very succinctly tells him that she is with child. Can you imagine what would happen in a circumstance like that today? Boy, it would be all over TMZ and you know, everything else and, and every other thing. Imagine being engaged to someone and then having an angel stop by and see you personally, who was the angel of God, and they would come to you and say, hey, your intended spouse is with child. And then having to be told that this child is supernatural. Now, I know that all of us at some point in time that, that have children and, and, and even when we found out from our spouse that, you know, we were about to become parents, all of us in one way or another, we determined, that, oh yeah, this kid's going to be supernatural. <laughs> well, I guess I, we're the only ones that felt like that, right? The child is the product of the Holy Spirit of God. And yet, watch this, Joseph was a man who was willing to believe God, even though every logical circumstance and every physical circumstance told him that what was about to happen was totally impossible. We just need to believe God for impossible things. Not just ordinary things, but impossible things. Things that seem to be illogical and, and, and don't make sense to the average person, whether they're in your house or on your job or wherever you may be. Believe God for impossible things to happen in your life. So Mary had faith. Joseph had faith. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, that is what faith is. It is believing God even when everything seems impossible. Faith is believing God's word when God's word goes contrary to what the physical eyes tell us. Faith is uh, just, Lord, I just know beyond a shadow of a doubt. And Lord, I know that I'm human and my human tendencies will tell me, well, that just can't be so. But yet, we've got to be willing to stand on the word of God and believe the word of God. Why is that so? Because we have faith in God and we what? T-R-U-S-T, -S open book test. We trust God. Amen, somebody? Yes. Hallelujah. That's the kind of faith that Mary and, 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 and Joseph had. So now, as church members and as members of the body of Christ, that's the kind of faith that I want for all of us to have during this Christmas season. And I'm not just talking about over these next 19 days, but throughout the course of the year, the remainder of this year, and for every year thereafter until Jesus comes, we have to have that same kind of Mary and Joseph faith. I want that for all of us. I want us to be able to, to, to move by faith and to believe God when everything around us just screams out and tells us that what God has said could not be true, that what God has said is absolutely impossible. 
But to have that gift, that gift of faith, to trust and confidence, and to be able to believe God even when everything else that we see tells us that, oh, it's just contrary, we need to have faith, again, like that of Mary and Joseph. The first gift was the gift of faith. Now, this next gift that I believe you should have is the, and I don't know if you're going to like this one or not, is the humility of those shepherds. Not only that, but I believe we should also have the humility of the shepherds. When I read the story in Luke chapter 2 about the shepherds and how the angels appeared to them, and if you saw the graphic uh, that was going throughout a praise and worship and you would see the, just the backdrop of the star that was shining brightly and on the backdrop of that, which was the image of, of the particular star that the shepherds would follow. So in Luke chapter 2, the shepherds uh, uh, were there and, and the angels appeared to them and announced to them that for the very first time, for the very first time that human ears had ever heard the Christmas story, these shepherds were the very first humans to hear the Christmas story and that a Savior was to be born. And these shepherds were so humble before God that they accepted the message of God and believed the message of God and the angel of God. Have you ever wondered why the message came to these shepherds? Perhaps you have and perhaps you have not, but I have. Have you ever wondered why the message didn't come to Caesar, who was the emperor of Rome, or to, to Herod? Why was it that God gave the message of Christmas, the message of the Savior who was to be born into the world and to deliver the world of their sins? Uh, why was this message given to the shepherds? Well, I believe it was because of their humanity and their humility before the Lord. God will do extraordinary things. God will speak things into your spirit. He will show you great and mighty things, which you know if not, whenever we are humble before him. Being clothed in humility, people of God, allows special things to take place in your life. Uh, we heard a... Uh, a very, uh, a very short uh, praise report on this morning, and, and uh, you know, uh, one of the ministers was, was talking about, they were reading a book, and how uh, in the very beginning they, they were a little bit resistant to uh, even, even reading the book because they felt it went contrary to everything that they knew and believed and that they have been taught, amen, out of the word of God. But then they came to that road of humility, to the crossroads to believe in God and being humble before him. And when we are humble before the Lord, he again will, will show us great and mighty things that we know us not. Right. Amen, somebody. Amen. Those shepherds were on the very lowest rung of society. Can you imagine that? They weren't wealthy. They weren't famous. They weren't rich. And they certainly were not influential, at least not yet, but they were shepherds. They simply did a job that was considered to be 
a very lowly task. But they were found faithful in doing what God had given them to do. That's the point for all of us. We need to be faithful in doing what God has given us to do, people of God. Amazing, don't you think? These shepherds, they had the audacity, they had the nerve to do what God called them to do. And as they watched those stars that were in the sky that night, as they watched over the sheep who had been given uh, to them in their charge that night, I want you to know that God honored their faithfulness people of God, God wants to honor and he will honor your faithfulness. God honored their humility, people of God. And I find that as I continue reading in the word of God, that if we are to be used of the Lord, the Bible says that every man or woman needs to esteem others greater than themselves. Turn in your Bible to Philippians chapter 2, verses 4 and verses 5. In the King James. Hallelujah. That's on page 1547. And we're going to begin reading. And this is what it says. Look not every man on his own things, but every man on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So now the Message Bible translation says, Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Mm. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. Think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. Sometimes we need to walk in humility. We can still be the righteousness of God. We know that we have been created in the image of God. But sometimes, amen, hallelujah, we have to put ourselves aside and help other people get ahead. Amen, somebody. So as you can see now, the humility of the shepherds made it possible for Jesus to honor them and for our Heavenly Father to exalt them because their hearts were humble before the Lord. They were doing the task, although it was lowly in the eyes of man, that God had given them to do. So they got this high, happy, exalted privilege of hearing for the first time the Christmas message that a Savior was born. Wow, can you imagine that? And I like the shepherd's response. Their response shows me their humility as well. They didn't look at the angels and say, well, angels, we're going to have to check this out to make sure this is from God. And how many times, I'm asking you a question, have you missed God because you just weren't sure? They didn't say, angels, we're going to have to go to the internet and Google this event and see if it's true. So let's turn to Luke chapter 2, verse 15. Hallelujah. The Bible, the Bible very clearly says that they said 
Let us go and see this thing which has come to pass. They believed that it had come to pass because the angels had given them the word of God. And they went with humble hearts to see this Christ child. Now, what do you think will happen when you come to Jesus with a humble heart? And I want you to think about that as we continue in the message. Just think about all of the impossible, uh, uh, the, the improbable, and, and not completely impossible, but possible things that the Lord will shower upon us when we come to him with a humble heart. Well, let me talk about me. Now, if I am a soul winner, if I am to be the pastor that God wants me to be, and if I am to be the servant of God that God wants, has called me to be, and if you're able to be that servant that the Lord wants you to be, then you have to have a humble heart that says, God, whatever you give me to do, if it's watching those sheep by night, Lord, whatever that job, whatever that task may be, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. Yes, people of God, we have to have a humble heart just like those shepherds. Humble hearts, everybody? That ought to be on the list. So the next gift on the list is the sacrificial spirit of the wise men. So not only should we have the faith of Mary and Joseph and the humble heart of the shepherds, we should have that generous and sacrificial spirit of the wise men. Now, I've preached about those men who came uh, 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 from time to time. Well, we really don't know how many there were, but they came from Mesopotamia. And they came from a long distance to the land of Palestine because they had been studying the word of God. But they also had been studying the science of astronomy as well. And they knew that something that had never happened before was about to happen. And when they saw that sign that God had put in the sky, that star, they said, bless God, this is it. This has to be the star that the prophets throughout the centuries had spoken about. And they began to follow that star. And they said, yes, it's going toward the land of Israel. That is where the Messiah will be born. And they followed that star. But with them, they brought some very generous gifts. Can you imagine the expense it would take to make that kind of trip back in those days? I don't know if it was as expensive to travel in those days as it is today, but we know that it's really expensive to travel today, isn't it, people of God? Sometimes God speaks to us and tells us to travel somewhere and tell somebody about Jesus or share God's love with somebody. But you know what? There's always a cost involved when we are serving God, when, when we are doing what God wants us to do. So they left their homes, they left their families, and they went out following the star, not knowing exactly where that star was going to lead them. And then when they got to the Christ child, they brought him gold and frankincense and myrrh, these wise men had a very generous spirit. Maybe that's why they were wise men. 
What do you think, people of God? And that's what Christmas should be about. That spirit that says, Lord, my talent, my time, and my treasure. It's not mine, God. It all belongs to you. And I lay it at your feet, Lord Jesus. What better gift could we give to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, than the gift of ourselves at Christmas time, people of God? What better gift than to be generous with our time, generous with the things that the Lord has given to us, just as those wise men were? In my going out and coming in, I, I observe people and I look at this world and, and even in the giving and receiving at Christmas time. In many cases, human selfishness is involved in all of that. Mm. But when I look at the wise men, there was no human selfishness. They came with hearts that were purely sacrificial before God. And they were willing to lay what they had at the feet of Jesus. Don't you think we ought to be able to do that, people of God? And because of that, God has honored them with a place in his word that will last as long as God lasts himself. Think about it. Because the scripture says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. Glory be to God. So I ask you today, people of God, what is on your Christmas list? Would you like to have the faith of Mary and Joseph to obey and believe the word of God? Even when the word of God seemed to be contrary to all human sensibilities? Would you like to have the humility of the shepherds to do what God called you to do and be faithful to him, whether or not you understand it at all? Would you like to have the generosity of those wise men and let your life be a sacrifice unto the Lord? Well, let's look in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 in the Message Bible. Hallelujah. And this is something that the Apostle Paul has said. It has been recorded for all time. And this is what he says here in Romans 12 and 1 in the Message Bible. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. And if you do that, you'll be changed from the inside out. If there's ever a change that needs to be made, people of God, no matter where we are spiritually, we yet need to be changed from the inside out. No matter how anointed, no matter how gifted, no matter how powerful, no matter how knowledgeable we are when it comes to the things of God, humility should be one of the garments that we wear on a daily basis. Don't you believe that to be so, people of God? Thank you for listening to today's message. Visit www.rwolfc.com for articles, blog posts, message references, and our monthly calendar of events.